Alright, good morning, man. You doing alright? Yeah, man, I'm good. Yeah. Sun's shining. That's a good start. It's meant to be snowing today, I know, but... Uh, I know. Nice, just, pleasant surprise, isn't it? You just have sunshine. It's good. <laughs> uh, equip was uh, amazing on Saturday. Man, it was so helpful. I'd, I'd been looking forward to it, and it actually... Uh, Exceeded my expectations. Yeah. yeah, I need I needed that so much in my life. Yeah, yeah. I, I, me too. Like you, I like the illustration you used. It was stuff you knew, but you kind of just needed your glasses cleaned a little yes, bit. You know, yeah. um, I could have been seeing things. <laughs> right. Um, it's just encouraging to see the young people there and seeing um, the older people um, learning things and we're all just learning things together. So yeah, yeah, equip is brilliant and uh, beautiful. Just really encouraged by it. So we're uh, looking at the Bearing Fruit series, um, and today we're looking at faith, and this is part of the root work. So the root, the, the fruit work is God producing fruit through us, and our responsibility is the root work, um, the, which was first of all hope, and now we go down another step, and it's the question of uh, faith. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bible talks about how we get hope through faith. So Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Faith, faith is the uh, the substance or the assurance of things hoped for. Mm-hmm. Um, Galatians 5 verse 5 says, Through the Spirit, by faith, we wait expectantly for the hope of righteousness. So we get hope because we have faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so it's just really important. Before we before we go anywhere else, um, just some quotes. This one's from uh, a guy I've been reading. He says, Busyness is a hindrance to fellowship with the Lord. This is like the definition of Paulina Martha. Busyness is a hindrance to fellowship with the Lord. But what lies behind our need to fill up every last moment with activity? So he's asking, like, why do we do it? Why why are we always so constantly busy? And he says, the answer is that we want to be in charge of our our lives. And our constant activity gives us the feeling that we're mastering our world. So busyness does not equal godliness. Um, and we've been trying to convince the church about that through this series, right? That yeah. just because you're busy doing doesn't mean you're actually doing that out of a vibrant relationship with the Lord. Yeah, it's 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 the heart of the labor, isn't it? Yeah. The motivation and heart behind it. Yeah, yeah that's to be the fuel. And I'm reading a book at the moment uh, about missions and evangelism and the motivation for it. And uh, just some things it says, when, when Christians are not filled to overflowing with the glorious goodness of God, then mission or any form of service is not a natural or comfortable thing and we'll have to find other motivations to drive them. Mm. So if we're not motivated by the glory and goodness of God, we'll be motivated by something else. And what will those other things be? And he goes on to say, we'll be motivated by the sinister twins of duty and debt. In other words, the guilt trip and how Mm. good are pastors, including us in the past of being Mm. guilt trippers. You know, you should be doing this. You should be doing that. Um, and he says Christians can be conjoled into evangelism or any uh, any any service like a herd of animals, but it's not a foundation for healthy and effective mission. Um, duty and debt are cruel motivations for mission mm. and, and for mm. anything really. And that's what we've been really trying to say, isn't it? That it's not mm. about shoulds and musts. Mm. It's about out of an overflow of our hearts. Yeah, and, and it's not that we shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> and true. And it's not yeah. that we must not. Yeah. But it's when that's our motivation. Yeah, that, yeah. that shouldn't be the number one driving force yeah. of all that we do. Um, yeah, so it's Jesus alone and our abiding in Jesus that makes us fruitful. We can be 30, 60, 100-fold fruitful if we abide in him. Mm. Or we can be completely fruitless and busy um, by trying to do it on our own strength and our own wisdom. And uh, so we've been trying to look at this idea of, of, of hoping in Christ as part of this root work. 
and now we're looking at this idea of, of faith. Hmm. Uh, give us a, a, a working definition of faith then. Um, well, faith is the substance of all things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Um, so, so faith, um, man. On the spot, sorry. Yeah, so, 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 so faith is simply trusting God's word. Yeah, in, so trust, in, yeah. Yeah, practically um, trusting God's word, I think is probably how I would describe it. Yeah, cool, cool. So uh, to trust, to believe, to be persuaded. Um, Hebrews 11, verse 6, so what's our faith in? It says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe two things, that he is, mm. and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Mm. So we believe that God is, and we believe who God is. Mm. Um, so, so, so yeah, that means, um, maybe I'm going to, I'm sorry if I'm no, going to have you. Um, that means that, that really faith is being content with no. Because mm. you're trusting yeah. who God is. Yeah, and that, that no. he is and that he is a rewarder. Yeah, yeah. So even when the answer is no, when I ask, mm. like faith is being content with that yeah yeah because god is good he's a reward of those who diligently seek him so trusting who he is leads to us being content Indeed. so we're going to look at i mean there's lots of things to have faith in in, in biblically biblical terms but we're going to look at four big big truths about this today number one faith in the character of god mm. um faith in what god is like this is the first one um mm. so we trust that he is who he tells us he is in his word simply that like we don't we don't allow our circumstances to persuade us who God is. We allow the word mm. of God. We allow, we allow God himself to, mm. to tell us who he is. You know, I often use that, that question in evangelism as a, as a starting point. What's that? What's God? What do you think God's like? If mm. there is a God, what do you think he's like? That's cool. Yeah. And, um, and the reason I do that, cause I think it's a really good starting point. Yeah. I think yeah. when we're talking about faith, it's a perfect place to start. Yeah. Again. And where do you get that from and stuff mm. like that? Yeah. Um, so, so biblically, when we believe in the character of God, we, we believe that he's truthful. Mm. We believe he's merciful and gracious. Um, Victoria and I were really uh, appreciating Isaiah recently. It talked about God being a faithful God. His promises are sure and from of old. <laughs> it's like mm. he's always been faithful. Um, and this is Abraham. Abraham prays to God on behalf of Sodom in Genesis 18. And he says this. He says, shall not the judge of all the earth do what is right, mm. do what is just? So he's, you know, he, he knows less about God than we do in Revelation. He knows more experientially, perhaps, mm -hmm. but less in Revelation. And yet he knows that, that God is the judge of all the earth who will be just. Shall not the judge of all the earth be just? Mm. Um, so he knows that about God. That's where his faith is. Um, in Exodus 34, when, when Moses is um, praying on behalf of Israel this time, and he asks God, please reveal your glory, and God reveals the, the, the back end of his glory, and the glory is this, I am merciful, I'm gracious, I'm slow to anger, I'm abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Mm. So faith in God's character and the type of God that he is. It's beautiful. Um, and, and of course, the greatest display of God's character is the life of Jesus, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Brian was saying that last night um, <coughs> before we went out for our backpack Samaritans that if we want to know what God's truly like, we just read the Gospels and mm. we see Jesus' life and that's the revelation of God in flesh. That's so good. Um, so, so yeah, Jesus lived a life of compassion, laid down his life for us on the cross, and, and we have faith in that. So, so number one, we have faith in the character of God. What is God like? Mm. And, and if you can't trust that, you can't trust any of the rest of it. And nothing else. So, <laughs> like, yeah, how can I believe his promises? How can I believe his commands? Mm. How can I have faith when he tells me no if I don't believe in his character? Mm. So rooting, rooting, your, the, rooting your roots <laughs> rooting your roots into the rich soil of his character that's mm -hmm. that's part of this faith yeah. journey. Yeah. 
Second of all, then, is faith in his attributes. What can God do? So, number one, what is God like? Number two, what can God do? That's his attributes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what um, Abraham, again, believes in Romans chapter 4. So, in in Romans 4, it's it's not just that God is faithful, but... um, in Romans 4 verse 21, or read verse 20 for the context, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. He was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, because he was fully convinced, fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able to perform. Mm. Uh, so it's not just that God wanted to bring about this this child, but couldn't. It's that God wanted to, and God could. Mm. He was able to perform it. I think it's good, mate. I, th- I think um, what's coming into my mind is, is Moses... Uh, and the children of Israel, you know, they're in Egypt and God sends Moses to him. And he says, like, what am I going to say your name is? Mm. Just tell him that my name is I am. I am that I am. Like, it's just who I am. And then, then after that, that's kind of like God's introduction to Israel in some ways, mm. you know. And then every time after that, that God's given it a name, there's something attached mm. to Jehovah. Mm. So it's like Jehovah Jireh, God will provide. Mm-hmm. Jehovah mm-hmm. um Nisi, our righteousness, or Zikidnu, our righteousness, yeah. Nisi, our banner. Yeah. So it's like every every time that God's name is mentioned, it's telling us something about what God has done. Right. And that's right. so important to God, isn't yeah. it? That we understand his attributes. Because both are important. So you can have, let's say, um, you know, I'm going for a walk with Victoria, and there's, and there's these, like, guys jump out at me. Mm. And, like, there's a whole bunch of them. I could want, I could have the character that wants to protect her but I might not have the attributes to protect her, mm. right? Mm. And on the other side, I might have the I might have the strength to protect her, but not the desire to. That's good. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So having both the character and the attributes, God wants to protect, he can protect. He wants to provide, he can provide. He wants to be gracious, he can be gracious. Um, so we trust that he's able to do what he says he'll do. Mm. Um, we what believe an analogy. That, that was great. Thanks, man. Thank you. <laughs> it just came to me. It's just, I was thinking because Victoria and I went for a walk along the canal, and uh, it was pitch black and she was like I feel I wouldn't be able to do this on my own I feel safe because you're here and I felt like such a oh yeah like a macho man at that point like <laughs> like wow yeah, yeah babe uh, <laughs> um, so we believe that God's in control we're persuaded that he's all wise we have faith that he's eternal we're certain that he's ever present mm. that's faith in his attributes yeah, um, and because of his power his wisdom his sovereignty God can't fail to do what he said he would do and what he wants to do. Mm. Um, so because God is able, he is reliable. Mm. Um, and again, one of the greatest displays of God's power, according to the New Testament, is the resurrection of Jesus, mm. uh, where he displays his strength over Satan, over death, and over sin. Um, yeah, so so we have faith in those two things, right? His character and his attributes. Mm. Who, what is God like and what can God do? And that leads to us having faith in in two more things. And the third one today is his promises, the promises Mm. of God. That's beautiful. So God is who he says he is, and God does what he says he'll do. Yeah. Yeah. So so the character and attributes of God is God is who he says he is. Mm -hmm. And then the promises of God is he'll do what he says he'll do. Right. Right. I love it. So our our hope, because we talked about the promises last time in hope, but our hope in his promises can only come from our faith in these promises mm. which mm. comes from our faith in who god is his character and his attributes if we don't trust that god is gracious and that god is able we'll not be able to trust that his promises are sure and steadfast to us um mm. so we can be persuaded that he will do what he promised he will do if we trust that he's trustworthy in his gracious faithful character 
and that he's able to keep his word through his sovereign powerful attributes. Mm. I'll just say that again, is that all right? Yeah, go um, on. <laughs> so we can, be, we can be persuaded that he will do what he promised he'll do if we trust that he's trustworthy in his gracious, faithful character mm. and that he's able to keep his word through his sovereign powerful attributes. And that's brilliant, yeah. It's, um, I'm not sure if you're going to bring this verse in or not, but Titus chapter 1, verse 2. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't know if that was for my notes or yours. That's the very next point. Yeah, <laughs> go for it. It's brilliant. Just uh, in, in hope of eternal life which God who cannot lie promised before time began. Right. So I have hope in eternity because he, I trust in his promise because I trust that he's a God who cannot lie. Mm. I have faith in his character, which leads to me having faith in this eternal life, which gives me hope. Mm. Yeah. Um, it rises and falls on can God be trusted, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He, he cannot lie. Like, he's not, he's not capable of lying. Right. So that's his character, right? Yeah, yeah. And then Romans 4, 20 to 21, which we've already looked at, is his attributes. Abraham mm. trusted God was able to do what he promised. Mm. Great. Um, so he, he had faith in the promise because he had faith in God's attributes. Mm. Um, so as we read through the Bible, we're constantly reading passages about God being faithful to keep his word. Um, Joshua 22, the Lord your God has given you rest to your brethren as he promised them. First uh, Kings 8, there has not, listen, listen to this one, man. First Kings 8, this is Solomon, this is like 500 years later, right? 500 years. There has not failed one word of all his good promises, which he promised through Moses. Mm. Not failed one word of all his good promises. Mm. Acts 13, uh, from this man's seed, according to the promise, God raised up for Israel a savior, Jesus. A thousand years later, mm. God was still faithful to this promise. Great. He doesn't forget. <laughs> you, know, mm. you know, like when you say you'll do something for Amanda, or me for Victoria, like a year ago or something, and they're like, you said you would do that, and you're like, oh man, I totally forgot. I'll never do that. (laughs) (laughs) God's like a thousand years later, and he's like, I still remember that promise, I'm still going to keep it. Um, It's amazing. So our faith and our hope in the promises of God are powerful motivators Mm. for us to live lives of obedience that are pleasing to him by grace. Um, Listen to to 2 Corinthians 7 verse 1, right? Mm. It says, having these promises which are the promises in chapter six. Mm-hmm. Having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of the body and spirit, completing holiness in the fear of God. Man. Having these promises, let us cleanse ourselves. Man, that's great. So like, so, so God's promises are, are they put put into action who God is. Right. So it's like our, our motivator for, for living yeah. and following him. So this is our motivation, yeah. faith in these promises. Yeah. Um, so we're going to live differently. We're, right. we're going to, to seek seek and pursue holiness in that in that sense. Mm-hmm. But it's only on built on the foundation of God's promises are true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's great, man. <laughs> <laughs> so in 1 John 3, 3, everyone who has this hope, which is the, the verse before, mm. Uh, purifies himself just as he is pure. So having that hope, having that faith, having these promises, those are the great motivators for the Christian life. And how can we have faith in these promises? Because we have faith in the character and attributes of God. How can we have faith in the character and attributes of God? By, by reading about it and mm. for asking God for help to believe these things are true. Um, I'm going to get to that in, the, in a little bit. But I yeah. love that. The great motivators of the Christian life. I like that. That's that's beautiful. Is our faith and our hope yeah. in in the character and the character attributes of God? It's yeah. a great motivator. Yeah. yeah. It's and great. So that's why this is the the root work of the Christian. This is our responsibility is to mm. root ourselves to these things. Uh, so the fourth one is the commands of God. Um, we have faith in the commands of God. We trust that His commands are good. 
Mm. Uh, we're persuaded that God didn't forbid certain things because he's a boring killjoy or a cruel taskmaster. Mm. Mm. Taskmaster. So it's not like, do you like chocolate? And we're like, yes. And he's like, okay, no more chocolate then because I don't want to kill yeah. your fun. Yeah. Um, we believe that God's commandments are good. Yeah. So just like the psalmist, we believe that his commandments are delightful, good, pleasant, and beneficial. Mm. Um, I think it's First John 5, 3 we trust that his commands are not burdensome. First John 5, 3 says his commandments are not burdensome. Yeah, yeah. And but how many people, how many times do we act like they are though? This Christian's like, mm. oh, I can't do this. It's so difficult. And he says, I mean, John's like under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, his commands are not burdensome. Yeah. You know? And I think the key to that verse actually, I'm just reading it. It says, for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. So there's a direct connection to the love of God. Mm. And keeping his commandments, mm-hmm. so when that's why he says it's not they're not burdensome. Right. So when we're like viewing God's commandments and 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 obeying the commands of God as a burdensome thing, we've missed the heart of the issue to begin with. Yeah, that's good, man. And if I'm like, you know, I I I do a little bit of housework, Matt. You know, do you? I'm a yeah. I'm a 21st century man, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, sometimes cook the dinner for Victoria coming home um, when she's coming home a bit late and mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And if I'm doing that out of a heart of love. It doesn't even feel like work, you know? Yeah. It's just like, I'm actually just doing it anticipating, mm. you know, Victoria's joy in that moment because I love her. But if I'm doing it like, oh, flip, i got to do all this thing to please Victoria. Otherwise, when I, she gets home, she'll start, like, you know, you know what she's like as a northerner, you know? <laughs> I'm just messing. But, Are you allowed to uh, say that on the podcast? <laughs> I didn't get permission prior. Um, but, uh, but can you imagine, like, if I'm bur- if I'm motivated by fear or guilt or shame to do it, it'll be mm. a burden. Mm. But Jesus says his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Oh, man. Right? So do we believe that about his commands? My yoke is easy, my burden. So there is a yoke, there is a burden for us to carry, but it's easy and it's light, and they're not burdensome. Yeah, I, I love I love the the book that we we read through not long ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just just wonderful, isn't it? Where gentle and lowly, and Jesus, in that moment, when he says, come to me because I'm, mm-hmm. he could have said anything at that moment. Right. He could have said, because I'm holy, because mm-hmm. I'm just, because I'm sovereign, because I'm the creator and sustainer of all things. Yeah. I, I literally spoke the world, world into existence. Could have said any of that. Mm. Um, but he doesn't. He says, right. I'm gentle and I'm lowly. Yeah. My yoke yeah. is easy and my burden is light. Yeah. And he doesn't say... Um, I have no yoke. Mm. I have no burden. I, I come to me because it's going to be lawless and fun. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it is fun, but it's not lawless. He's like, come, I do have a burden. I do have a yoke for you to carry. You know, follow me. Uh, it's costly at times, but my yoke is easy. My burden is light. And we believe so. So faith in His commandments. We because because mm. we believe His character and His attributes. We believe that His commandments are good. Um, mm. We trust that He's a good and kind and wise and fair master, who knows far better than us. And has set up wise and good boundaries for us. That's mm. what we believe about his commandments. Mm. Um, like a parent, I'm not one of those, but you're one of those who teaches their child not to run across the road. It's for their safety, not to spoil their fun. Yeah. And we believe that's why God's given us these no, that's commandments. That's great, yeah. Uh, you, you tried to prompt me to give this quote a few weeks back, and I couldn't remember off the top of my head. But uh, Diedrich Bonhoeffer mm. said, um, the Christian life is less about cautiously avoiding sin Mm. as it is courageously doing God's will. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's it's not about the rules. It's not about not doing this and, and being cautious against that as much yeah. as it is just 
obeying God's voice and just stepping out by faith and saying, listen, if God is who he says he is, mm. if I can trust him the way that the Bible says I can trust him, if his if his character is the fact that he's faithful and truthful and merciful and gracious, if his attributes are that he's sovereign, omniscient, omnipotent, mm. omnipresent, then I'm going to step out by faith and courageously yeah. Yeah. just do what he said. Do what he's called me to do. Yeah. So this is our this is our root work um, to have this faith which gives us this hope or this trust that gives us this confidence. That's the root work, and and brothers and sisters, this is our responsibility to continue to build our faith and our hope with the help of the Holy Spirit. You know, Ephesians three, Paul is praying that they would have this faith grow. Um, Philippians one, that this faith would grow in knowledge and in love. Um, I, I believe, help my unbelief. Right? You can come to God and be like, Lord, I do believe, but. Here's areas I struggle um, mm. and, and do that root work of rooting your, your faith and your hope. We cannot produce fruit, only Christ can. Our glad work is to grow in our trust and confidence in him and then to respond to all of that with obedience to him, mm. um, with the help of the Spirit, and that will be the fruitful Christian life. His is the fruit work, producing his character in us and through us. Ours is the root work, um, rooting ourselves more and more into that rich soil, and in the soil, that's his work again, which mm. is being a gracious and glorious God who unites us to himself, which we're going to start looking at uh, next time we get together for this series. Man, it's so good. Um, I know you were probably wanting to end it there. I just keep thinking. Go for it. I just keep thinking the character of God in all of this. Um, so if if God is, um, as, as you said earlier, um, and as, as mentioned in, in, in Exodus, merciful, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in mercy and faithfulness. Like wh- what that means is God is not standing over me, mm-hmm. waiting for me to disobey one of his commands. Yeah, yeah. So when I'm, when I'm not living by faith, mm. God's not going to be like, well, you missed out, pal, you know, yeah. <laughs> and just like cast me out. Yeah. Um, I can trust in God's faithfulness. And that means that, that every day is a day of endless restoration, mm-hmm. endless possibilities. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's like the in 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 the sense of living by faith, the world is our oyster. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just following God. Yeah, yeah. Regardless of my performance. Yeah, the sky's the limit. Um, good. There was a uh, this book I'm reading at the moment, um, Jack Miller's letters. Oh, I wish I could find the page. If I can get to the in the first five seconds, I'll get to it. And if not, I'll just uh, um, yo, oh, I got it, man. So I was caught up in the idolatry of work. An obsessive preoccupation with fulfilling my own unhumbled religious ego. Wow. Check that out, man. Wow. Just bit the busyness, the idol of busyness, rather mm. than slow down, um, uh, get, to, it's a, get to that center, and then you know, like mm. find, find the center in God, and then live out your Christian life. So what we're really trying to, again, persuading Christians, slow down, don't be so busy, don't be pulling a Martha, make sure you spend daily time, um, rooting yourself and then allowing God to be the one who produces the fruit in you. And I desperately want that to be the case in my life, you know. Yeah, I mean, me too. By grace, by gra- which is the next part That's of the it. series, by grace. Uh, what a segue. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Oh, this has been good, man. Cool.